Welcome to Tough Questions, where we address the most challenging issues of a real and a relative Christian faith. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel, Instagram, or maybe the Tough Questions podcast, again, I want to say thanks for dialing in. Now let's get into our subject for this episode. I want to get into a a new series today, uh, one that I've uh, titled Comfortably Uncertain. And the idea is that um, sometimes in life, you know, we're not quite sure what's true or what's untrue. And you know what? We just kind of roll with it. We just kind of deal with it and and accept it the way it is. Let me uh, share with you uh, a scene from Scripture. Jesus has uh, gone before this mock trial. Uh, it's the, the time that he's going to be crucified. And he's standing before Pilate. And Jesus is uh, brought to Pilate because the Jews, even though they had a mock trial and, and they condemned Jesus to death, uh, they don't have the authority to do it. They don't have the authority to put somebody to death. Uh, only the Roman consul does. So they bring Jesus to Pilate, uh, and they want Pilate to condemn him. The Jews are absolutely furious. Jesus is in their way. Jesus is the one that they want to get rid of so that everything kind of goes back to the way it always was. You know, they want, to, they want things to go back to, you know, the religious leaders telling the people what they need to believe and receiving all the gifts and the accolades and all the admiration and all this stuff. And they want to get rid of Jesus because Jesus is, is a problem. Jesus had exposed their heresy and their hypocrisies. They wanted the status quo and... Pilate sees Jesus simply as another source of trouble. Pilate was already in very poor standings in Rome. He didn't need any more trouble. And these religious leaders, of course, like I said, were so vehemently against Jesus, they had even premeditated his death. Pilate says, then you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth needs to listen to me. And Pilate retorts and he says, what is truth? What is truth? I think that um, Jesus makes the most important statement that has ever been made in humankind. And that is that I came into the world to testify to the truth. What was he saying? He's saying that, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, misrepresent God and God's intentions and God's character in the world. There are false uh, prophets. There's false beliefs, belief systems and religions and all this stuff. And Jesus said, I came into the world. One of my reasons for coming into the world is to testify to what really is the truth of God. It's an awesome statement, and it's an awesome thing that that he does. But then Pilate, he asked, I think, what is probably the most important question that could ever be asked. 
again in humankind. And the question is, what is truth? What is truth? I want to define a couple things for us. Truth, uh, if you look it up, uh, the definition of truth is, is it is that which defines reality. Relativism is a doctrine that truth, knowledge, and morality exist in relationship to the culture, in relationship to society, in relationship to historical context, and that they are not absolute. It's saying, you know, what's true for you might not be true for, for me. And what's true for me is might be different for someone else. And it's based on context or it's based on, you know, history or it's based on what's going on in the culture or society around us. That history or, or the world changes the identity of what uh, truth really is. That's relativism. There was a, um, a person back in World War II in Poland. Uh, there was a group of people that um, uh, were talked about and called the 108 Martyrs. Now, I don't know if anybody uh, recalls that or recognizes that name that was given to this group of people. But what it was was a group of people that were chosen uh, out of these Polish people to be executed what happened was there was this resistance uh, in Poland against the Nazi army, and they were killing some of the Nazis in rebellion. And the, the Nazis determined that what they're going to do is it's going to be one for one. You kill a Nazi, then we're going to kill somebody from Poland. And they selected these 108 people. Well, they were going to be executed. This was a group of people. There were three bishops. There were 52 different priests. There was 26 uh, males, uh, people that are men that belong to a religious order. There were three people in seminary, eight nuns, and there were nine lay people. Each one of them went to their death because they refused uh, to let go of the truth of what Christ teaches in the scriptures, of what God has given to us in the scriptures. There was one of the people that was executed. Her name was Mariana. And Mariana, um, her son and her, his, her son's wife, who was pregnant, uh, were chosen as part of the 108 people that were going to be executed. Well, since the wife was pregnant, uh, Mariana, uh, the boy's mom, she begged the Nazis to take her instead. And they finally did. They finally accepted that. But what's really interesting is if you look at her life and you look at this particular time when she was chosen and she was standing there waiting to be executed, what did she ask for? You know what she asked for? She asked for her rosary so that she could be in prayer, trusting in the scriptures, trusting in the word of God, trusting in the truth of God during the time of her own death. Nothing else makes any difference. Nothing else is important. You know, as a pastor, uh, I get involved in some pretty grave situations from time to time. And I got to tell you that one of the most heartbreaking things to me is when I meet with a family, uh, when someone is, a loved one is dying, and there's no sense of faith whatsoever. 
there's no evidence that uh, they've trusted in God or trusted in Christ or or even even investigated the faith at some point in time. And yet this individual is dying. And they're grasping at all these straws, grasping at all these things. And while this might be an opportunity for someone to really turn to God and repent for their sins and, and to and to find the forgiveness that they that they are so desperately looking for before their death, but in many cases it doesn't happen. It's a very sad situation to be involved with that group of people and that individual that's dying and not be able to rely on the truth of what God's Word tells us. It's terrible. I can, I can only express that to you in so many words, but it is a horrific thing to go through. I know on my part, when you're dealing with someone that's dying and you're trying to give them comfort and trying to comfort, comfort the loved ones, and, and there's no faith. There's no faith. It's a horrible thing. You know, I don't think that there's anything more destructive in the world today than this thing called heresy or this thing called relativism in the church uh, that discounts the truth of God's word. If God didn't tell us the truth and what his plan was for us and how we should be living and, and the things that we should do and accept and we shouldn't accept and, and just, just his overall call to trust him, if we didn't have that, that would be horrible, a horrific way for God to bring people into the world with no hope. But God has told us the truth. He sent his only son to remind us of what that truth is. And Jesus has demonstrated how that we should be living in that truth and what we should do and we shouldn't do and, and all of those things. It's, it's a beautiful picture of, of what our relationship with God built on faith is all about. Truth. Not just how I feel about it or how it applies to you know, the culture I'm in today or how it applies to my experiences or maybe things, you know, I believe this and I don't believe that. You know, I tell you what, when you're getting ready to pass from this life into the next, you, you want to know the truth. And that's exactly what God gives to us in his word. Tough Questions is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church. Join us on podcast at toughquestions.buzzsprout.com or you can go to Spotify or Apple Podcast and just search for Tough Questions Joseph Bevan. If you'd like to join us live, you can do that on Facebook Live Sunday mornings at 1130. Or if you want to check out our video archives, go to our YouTube channel at Rosebush United Methodist Church and just search as one word, and you'll find us. Thanks, and God bless.